There are many ways people listen to Vision, including in cars through the Vision app. The Vision app is compatible with Apple CarPlay and Android Auto. So if you have mobile coverage, you can stream any of Vision's live radio channels in crystal clear quality and enjoy a growing range of on-demand podcasts all on the go. There are other ways to connect your phone to your vehicle speakers too. You can see detailed instructions when you Google ways to listen to Vision. However and wherever you listen to Vision, you can be sure that the announcers, programs and music will help you look to God daily. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. Let's turn our attention to the important issue around the fashion we buy and whether our choices affect the welfare of people working in sweatshops for survival wages or unsafe conditions. Some new research is shedding some light on our Aussie shopping habits and it's showing that we are often aware of how our fashion choices affect people but... We're slow to follow through at the cash register. While 87% of us want to change our fashion consumption habits to consume more ethically, just 46% indicate that we regularly purchase from ethical, sustainable fashion brands. The findings come from the new Australian Ethical Consumer Report released by Baptist World Aid Australia in collaboration with research company McCrindle. Peter Keegan is Director of Advocacy at Baptist World Aid. Back with us, Peter. Welcome back to 2020. Thanks, Neil. It's good to be with you again. Peter, most of us believe ethical purchasing is important, but we're failing to follow through on our own beliefs. Is this the main finding of this latest research report? Look, Neil, that is the headline finding. You know, we've been, for the last nine years, conducting research into the ways that companies act in their supply chain, the ethics that they employ or don't employ in the way that they make the products that we buy. And so this time around, we wanted to look at what our role is consumers, as the ones making the decisions to purchase. And that finding that you outlined in your introduction there, that stark gap between the 87% of us who say that we want to change the way that we consume and the 46% of us who manage to follow through and regularly purchase ethical brands is a really interesting one to begin to wrestle with. You know, it seems that we do have an understanding. We've seen the stories of child labour, of labour exploitation, of unsafe working conditions, and we've been moved by it. We, we actually care about what's going on there. We say that we want to do things differently, and yet we still wrestle with how to put that into practice. And, you know, Neil, I, I can't help but remember the words that Paul said back in Romans 7, you know, I do not understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want to do, but I do the very thing that I hate. It's, it's like there's this uh, sense that the gap between our intention and our action is the thing that continues to trip us up here. For the ordinary shopper, Peter, I mean, we see a piece of fashion, we like that, we've tried it on, it fits, uh, but we're not necessarily checking the labels to find out where it's made. We're not checking the retail store to find out what sort of chain of purchasing they've made right back to its beginning. What are your thoughts here for the ordinary shopper, though? Because uh, somehow or other, you know, we could feel guilty about this, but sometimes it's not easy to actually make those sorts of right decisions, is it? 
And that's right. It's it's not about us feeling guilty. It's about recognising that you know, the, the key barriers that Australians identify when we ask about why it is that they haven't managed to turn this into action, the key barriers are all about having the right tools and the right information to make good decisions. So the first thing that everybody named, you know, number one, I do not know which brands are ethical. In the top five, we've got things like it's harder to shop ethically when I'm in store than when I'm just trying to do that online. I don't know where to start and, and I, there's just too much information. I don't know what to do with it. So I think for many of us, the challenge is not that we don't want to do the right thing, but it's how to make that easy, how to build that into our everyday lives. And that's why the ethical fashion guide that Baptist World Aid has been publishing for the last nine years is, is one tool that's a really important one. It boils down the research that we do over 12 months into the supply chains of over 400 Australian brands into a simple grade, an A to F grade, that makes it much easier for you to make those decisions when you're out shopping. Alongside the report that we've launched this week, uh, we've also launched a, a short quiz, the myshoppingtype.com quiz. Uh, you can find it on that website, myshoppingtype.com. Uh, what it enables us to do as individuals is to line up our own purchasing practices against the research that we've released and to see where we fit in. And more than that, to give us some really simple and easy next steps that we can take uh, to, to improve what we're doing in our own purchasing decisions. Well, Peter, I might just say I've done the quiz and uh, I'm happy to put out there what my result was. And uh, perhaps I ought to be ashamed of it. You can tell me. But uh, I did the quiz and yep. it comes up with a assessment of my motivations and uh, I scored just 57 out of 100 and it's put me into the category of being an intentional individualist. You've got some categories there and I wonder whether you can give us a little outline of what those categories might be if you're going to test yourself on this quiz to find out where you might sit with your motivations. What are the sorts of things that people typically will fall under? Yes, sure, Neil. I'm glad to hear that you've done the quiz. So, so well done in, in taking that first step. Uh, look, the quiz will give everybody who takes it one of four archetypes. So that's, uh, they'll either be a practical purchaser, an intentional individualist, so that's, that's the one that you've come up there today, Neil, a socially-minded shopper, or a conscious consumer. Now, there's nothing right or wrong about any of those categories. What they do is to help you to understand what your motivations are when you're making purchasing decisions. So if you're a practical purchaser, for example, you're probably thinking pretty concretely about what your immediate needs are today. And that, that's quite understandable. We're all trying to balance budgets. We've all got limited time to make decisions in. So if you're a practical purchaser, some of the next steps for you might be to pick up the ethical fashion guide and just make a small switch from one brand to something pretty similar that just pulls a little bit better. Or maybe to even ask yourself before you go shopping, do I, do I really need to go and buy this other item? Have I already got enough sitting in my wardrobe at home that could take me through? Uh, if you're an intentional individualist such as yourself, uh, it means that you're probably thinking a little bit more about the future. So some of the questions that you might be asking yourself when you're, you're buying products might be questions like, how can I make sure I'm buying a product that's going to last, a product that's been manufactured in a quality way, uh, and that probably means that, that some of what's going on in the supply chain had a bit more attention on it as well. Uh, so you might be starting to think about some of those things. Uh, the conscious consumers, you know, these, these are the people who are really putting this top of the list, the ethics, the considerations of ethics that they're buying. Now, they may be the ones who are really 
about those fair trade brands or, or the specialty niche brands that have really made a special effort in this area. So it's not about one being right or wrong, but it's about identifying where do we start from and how do we take that place as a starting point to take the next step on improving our, our ethical journey. Uh, the other piece that you, you read out there is the ethical consumer index. So that's the four. Um, that one's out of 100, and that's so that, that one we're hoping that we all move closer towards that four of 100 as we think about all the different factors that go into uh, the things that we buy and the way that we act as consumers. So, Peter, it's amazing just what a five-minute quiz can do to actually help you understand who you are as a person and the way you buy fashion. Yeah, that's right. Look, it's... It, any quiz is always going to have its limitations, but what it does is to give you a really quick snapshot of where you may be sitting today and what some of those immediate next steps are that you can take. Because this is not about trying to jump all the way to perfection. This is always about saying, where am I starting from? What are my key motivators when I, when I go to the shops to buy something or when I click onto an online website, start scrolling around to look at what I'm going to buy? What's my key motivator today and what's a small change that I can make? What's a little practice that I can introduce into my daily habits that mean I'm making better decisions each time? Peter, there's some other things that have come out in this latest bit of research that's contributed to the report and it says pretty good things about Generation Z females scoring very highly across all the demographics so far as their consciousness about ethical fashion? Yeah, it's, it's interesting. You know, across the board, we do see that particularly younger generations score more highly, both in terms of their understanding and awareness of these issues and their willingness to follow through to act. Uh, so when we, we look at the reasons why, I think some of that comes back to a sense of being global citizens. Uh, we asked a bit about that and we found that 45% of Gen Z, that's the 18 to 26-year-olds, identified themselves as feeling more part of a global citizenship than necessarily as national citizens. Now, that's much lower scores when you get into the, the generations of their parents or grandparents. Um, similar kinds of things come out when we ask about feeling a sense of solidarity with people all around the world. So I think for younger generations, there is a, a recognition that we now live as part of an economy that's very globally connected. Our lives are very much bound up with the lives of people who are in supply chains, all the way back to those who, who may be growing the cotton that ultimately ends up in the clothing that we're wearing. Uh, and so that, that awareness is following through to greater action. You've been doing this for a lot of years now, Peter, and there must be some indicator that the message is cutting through, that people are taking notice of this. I imagine that you've got to be doing this a lot of years more because there's like a generational change that you'd like to see. It seems to be starting, but is this something you think is the necessity for actually seeing national change in this area? Look, I think we all have to keep working at this and we've all got a role to play. We have a role to play as, as individuals. Uh, there's obviously a really important role for companies to play, the brands that we're buying from, and that's why we continue to do our important ethical fashion report research. And in October this year, we'll be launching the next update on that with the next set of grades for the companies that we, we survey there. And of course, government has a role to play as well through things like the Modern Slavery Act that uh, seek to regulate and give direction to the way that companies uh, conduct the ethics of their supply chain. 
So you're right. We've we've made a lot of progress actually over the last nine years. We've seen companies move forward, and we've seen the awareness amongst Australian citizens really improve and increase. But gosh, we've still got a long way to go. Well, Peter, I know a lot of listeners to our conversation today will be right behind you, and others just hearing this for the first time. We're all on a journey here. But let me point people to the My Shopping Type website, because along with the research report that you've released this week, the My Shopping Type website gives us that opportunity to do the My Shopping Type quiz. And so when listeners go to the myshoppingtype.com.au website, they'll be able to do that quiz. And, uh, you know, is there any special obligation with that? You're not signing up to anything, Peter, but you're actually just getting an assessment of where you're at by your shopping type. Is that the way it is? Yeah, that's right. You're, you're getting an assessment of where you are, uh, and then we'll send you a series of five emails that just give you some really simple tips and hints that you can take to improve the way that you're living. Well, we'll look forward to the reports as they come out later this year and all of the other different dimensions of research that you're doing. I know so many people are just excited about the good work of Baptist World Aid and there is a Baptist World Aid website you can go to as well. But Peter Keegan, Director of Advocacy at Baptist World Aid, thanks so much for taking some time to share your thoughts on this whole development today on 2020. Thanks for having us. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.